When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey, it's me. It's, it's your friend Toby. I'm back. Yeah. If it's your first time joining me or joining us, yeah, welcome. If you're a repeat visitor, welcome. Yeah. This is our show called In This Moment, and I'm your host, Toby C., and, and nothing special about me. But there's something very special about this show. It's a concept show called In This Moment. And uh, the concept is, first of all, that you or your loved one just might finally get better and get out of that rut. Crawl out of that rut. Take some steps to get out of that rut and stay out of that rut once and for all. What a concept. And there's another concept a lot of people forget and uh, they fail to get the memo is the concept is that you or your loved one are going to learn just how incredibly uniquely useful and beneficial you can be to another suffering human being. It's called sponsorship. It's called mentorship. It's called guidance. It's called holding the guiding light at the end of a long, dark tunnel for somebody. And you or your loved one, just think about this, just might be a guiding light for someone else. Wow, what a concept, huh? Yeah, so welcome to our show. It's called In This Moment. And this concept really happens in this moment. It doesn't happen in the past. It doesn't happen in the future. It happens right here, right now. And again, who am I? You know, I'm Toby C. I'm nobody special, just somebody who has recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Um, I, uh, I am a member of a recovery program called the 12-step program. There's many, many different programs out there. The 12-step program seems to have worked for me in helping me find, conceive, adopt, and find a power greater than myself, which I choose to call God today. And uh, coming to you live, uh, recorded from Palm Springs, California, lovely Palm Springs. And I guess the answer to why is I'm honoring my agreement with my creator. I, uh, I was able to find and conceive and adopt of a power greater than myself um, in the recovery program when I finally cleaned house, and we'll talk about that later. And um, I was finally able to honor my agreement with my creator by the 12th suggestion, which is trying to carry a message to another person who's suffering. And I happen to have the blessing of the medium of radio, but there's so many different ways to carry a message. <clears throat> so that's the answer to why why I'm doing this. I I enjoy um, trying trying to carry a message from the heart instead of from the head. And uh, the head is where fear is, and where ego is, and the heart is where faith is, and where where something called the super ego is, as Freud used to break down the human psyche. And so many of us are are. Um, are stuck in ego, and we're going to talk about that today. You know, our uh, our subject today is an interesting subject. It's called overcoming evil, E V I L. Yeah, that's what I said, and um, I know it's it's a difficult one uh, to to really grasp uh, for some people. Some people choose not to uh, to even utter the word evil. 
but understanding um, whatever you want to call it, something that is the antithesis of good, something that is the antithesis of, of a God of your understanding, something that is the antithesis of encouragement and you moving ahead spiritually and personally and and professionally and something's always standing in that way and that's something we're going to talk about it today and it's called evil and i guess you know i'll go ahead and uh, spring the answer to the riddle you, re you really don't overcome evil is you you merely become aware of it and we're going to be talking about something called denial <clears throat> which is the antithesis of awareness and awareness of course is one of the the foundational blocks and and one of the first fruits of recovery for so many of us who who trust God and clean house yeah yeah so oh yeah oh yeah take a deep breath oh, it's gonna be a big one it's gonna be a big one yeah I did say that um, we are coming from Palm Springs the hotbed of recovery and um, and again I want you to think for a moment before we move on here that uh, that a you might grasp some kind of a little nugget of, of information that might be helpful to you. Um, we are going to occasionally um, throw out little timeless and universal nuggets of wisdom that we glean from two publications. And don't be turned off about this. The one publication is called Simply Alcoholics Anonymous. And for many people in the 12-step movement and in 12-step recovery, this book is fondly and simply referred to as the big book. And, uh, and then the sister publication is called The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. And, um, and I'm just going to tell you this before we move on here. This book called Alcoholics Anonymous was deemed by the United States Library of Congress to be the eighth most influential piece of literature in our nation's history and, and culture and formation and identity. So it's a very powerful book. <clears throat> Try to keep an open mind. Our show is not tailored for the alcoholic or the drug addict. Our show might be very much tailored for you. Our show might be tailored for somebody who might be suffering, whether it's from gambling, deviant, unhealthy sex, compulsive shopping, overeating, codependency, yeah. Our show is tailored for anybody who is suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Why? Because we discovered that uh, what we may be suffering from is a condition which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Yeah. It's from page 44 in a book called, in a chapter called We Agnostics. Can you imagine there's a, <clears throat> there's a, a, a spiritual uh, publication in recovery very popular one, and, and one of its chapters is called We Agnostics, and it's tailored to people who have really lost faith or, or who uh, have turned their back on faith. And that's exactly where evil and the antithesis of faith wants us to be, and boy, are we going to go ahead and put the glaring spotlight on that today. <clears throat> you know, we don't have any guests on this show. We don't have any call-ins. We really have just a lot of really important information and not a lot of time to go through it. And I'm not here to lecture you and talk to you. I'm here to talk with you. And I want you to imagine that it's just you and me and that we're alone in a conference room and it's quiet and there's no distractions and we're just going to talk about 
about recovery, about, about love, and paying attention and directing our imagination toward the right objectives finally. Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing. Can you imagine that? I love it. I love it. What we're going to be doing today, by the way, it's a real simple format for our second uh, segment of this show. What we do is we illuminate the problems of our subject, which is evil today, overcoming evil. Ooh. And then after the bottom of the hour, our third segment is we illuminate and we talk about the solution. Yeah, um, page four, what is it? 567 out of this big book thing. Um, is it 567 or 417? Page 417, yeah, and some, some book most recently entitled Acceptance is the Answer. It's, there's a wonderful quote and it says, <clears throat> when I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. Isn't that nice? So if you want a problem to go away, if something like evil or evil experiences or evil him or evil her or evil it <clears throat> keeps, keeps gnawing at you, clawing at you, scratching you, there is, an, there is a way to withdraw the button that, uh, that this evil person or, or this person through which evil is using as an instrument to torture you and to cause you misery and suffering. Remember, you may be suffering from a condition which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Yeah. In the 12-step program, uh, we really, we, I don't want to say we, <clears throat> it is uh, strongly advocated that, uh, that the sufferer find a power greater than themselves. That uh, many of us realize that uh, that evil, if you want to call that, exists within the bondage of self, and that uh, and that to move away from self consciousness and acquire something called God consciousness is really is really one of the key fundamental movements in recovery. That most <clears throat> alcoholics agree that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. That's, that's a super secret code for attitude. Your attitude changes, yeah. And that's what happens. To move away from self-consciousness, uh, so somewhere this, this negative paranormal energy where, where evil and negativity and bad luck seems to uh, coexist with the... Uh, with ourselves, um, I think the final conclusion is that uh, that in order to break out the bondage of self, that no human power could relieve our suffering. See, we are always depending on him or her to fix us, or this situation to give us relief, and we finally we finally had to conclude that no human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. And so that's the name of the game here, is to find a power greater than self <clears throat> and to call it God. could be a whole group of people in, in this kinship of common suffering. Yeah. And by the way, before we move on to the problem, i got to tell you, as I always do, <clears throat> um, evil 
or just this negativity, this self-destructive behavior wants to keep us in the bondage of isolation and loneliness. And I got to tell you, my friend, the, one of the first key moves for you or your suffering loved one right now today, <clears throat> you got to get on the internet or, or, or crack open that, that phone book if they still exist and, and find your kinship of common suffering. Find people who are suffering from what you're suffering from, whatever your ailment is. There's people just like you. I have to tell you, you're not terminally unique. At least that's what I discovered and I've, and I've witnessed it in, in, in people about around us. It's called unity. And uh, may you find your kinship of common suffering now. And that's where recovery really is going to start for you. I can guarantee you or your loved one. Get out of loneliness. Find the group, whether it's on the internet Zoom or in a physical meeting location. Suit up, clean up, suit up, and show up and sit all the way down. And start your, your journey on a journey of recovery, which is right where God, a God of your understanding, a God who loves you, wants you to be. How about that? Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about overcoming evil. And if you're going to overcome something, you have to kind of understand what it is. You have to understand the problem. So we're going to be illuminating what little time we have left before the bottom of the hour. The problems with evil. Stand by. I'm Toby C. And I'm your host. And this is our show about recovery called In This Moment. Stand by. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Wow. So, we don't have a lot of time before the bottom of the hour to really illuminate the problems with evil. Do we? Do I really need to go into explanation what the problem with evil is? Evil is anything that wants to put you down and keep you in misery. Evil is anything that doesn't let you die and just keeps you in this thing called suffering. I'm so sorry, my friend. You don't have to die in order to go to hell. You can live in a. You can live in a living hell right here, right here on Earth. Believe me. And we're surrounded by, by something called evil. And I got to tell you, just like everything, evil is, is centered in fear. There it is. Remember, I think I mentioned in the beginning of the, this hour that uh, the head is where, the, the message from the head is where ego and, and fear is, and the message from the heart is where faith is and where love is. And, uh, and there it is. And and I think I mentioned also, let's get right down to it, my friend, is selfishness, self-centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our problems, driven by a hundred forms of fear. There it is. And so, so <laughs> it is what it is. The nice part about recovery, when we put our hand in the hand of, of another man or woman, 
and we trust the process and we stick to the script and we do the, the fourth step exactly as it's outlined between pages 64 and 69 and don't deviate from it and do it completely and quickly is we, uh, we discover that, uh, we, among other things, we had these buttons out there called um, the, the seven afflictions of self self-esteem and pride and personal relations and, and pocketbook and ambition and uh, emotional security and sexual relations. Those are buttons. And every single one of those buttons is a, is a gateway to a defective relationship with another human being. And I don't know about you. I don't know if I want to call the devil or evil or Satan or Lucifer or just negative energy or whatever, man. But there's something out there, my friend. It doesn't want me to be at peace with my fellow man. There's something out there that doesn't want me and doesn't want you to be at peace with our fellow man or woman. And, and, and I'm, I don't know about you, but if I am in unrest enough with my fellow man or fellow woman, I can guarantee you sooner or later I'm going to be at, in unrest with myself. And there's this energy and it wants to keep me irritable, restless, and discontent. Can you relate to that? And it wants to drive me into a state of absolute sickness and insanity, whereby I get to a place where, whereby and with it there goes the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life. There you go. It affects all whose lives are touched by the suffering. It's the ripple effect. There's something real negative out there that wants to take me to the bottom, baby and take everybody and everything down with me in this attitude of ambivalence and indifference and apathy. How about that for, for just nailing it? One of the beautiful parts is we are reacquainted with something called the seven deadly sins. And, this, and, and I don't know about you. You can call it evil. You can call it negativity. You can call it Satan. You can call it whatever, man. But something <clears throat> something is the is the advocate of the seven deadly sins. It wants you to, to think that a little anger is cool. A little lust is okay. A little rest, a little sloth, okay. No, it's not okay. All right? No, it's not okay. It's not okay. A little anger is not okay. A little greed is not okay. A little pride is not okay. It's just not okay. But there's something out there. There's something, some, some malevolent, not benevolent, but malevolent, M-A-L, energy that wants me to think it's okay. And I can guarantee you it, it leads to defective relationships with other human beings. That we think is the root cause of all of our woes, including our alcoholism. Page 80 out of the 12 and 12, baby. That we think is the, is the problem. You know, page 53, man, our total inability to form a true partnership with another human being. There's some evil energy that wants us to, to, to feel like we're ter terminally unique. And uh, we just can't maintain a healthy, balanced relationship with people. We either want to be on the top of the heap or hiding underneath it. Can you relate to that? It's called extreme polarizing behavior. Meant to call a lot of attention to ourselves. Ooh, ourselves. Self, there it is. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root cause of, of all of our misery. Hope you got a snootful about some of the, the real problems with evil. There it is. So now that you know what the problem is, maybe we can overcome it, or you can't really overcome it. And if you can't overcome it, you learn to, you learn to live with unresolved difficulties. 
living with unresolved difficulties, L-W-U-D. There you go. We're going to be talking about that now, that we're going to be moving into the solution, the answer. When I stopped living in the problem, started living in the answer, the problem went away. You want your, your inability to live and coexist with evil? You want that problem to go away? You stick around listen to Toby C. here on In This Moment. This is where you want to be, trust me. Living one day at a time, one moment at a time. Yeah, living in this world as God would, would have it, not as I would have it. Can you dig that? Stand by. We're coming back with the answers to overcoming evil only here on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. So you want some answers? I'll give you answers. I'm the worst type of person to take to a test because I'll blurt out all the answers. Oh, yeah. There are too many of us who have been just like him and have found the riddle's answer. Gee, what's the riddle? Hmm. The riddle is, what is this negative paranormal energy that keeps trying to uh, tempt me uh, into self-destructive behavior? Oh, yeah. So here it comes, okay? First of all, one of the answers to the riddle, there are several answers, but the main answer to overcoming and being able to live with evil is to be open-minded to it. There it is. To come out of denial. Boy, we'll talk about God shots all day, but uh, what's the antithesis of God? Hmm. We don't want to talk about that, do we? See, <clears throat> most emphatically, we wish to say <clears throat> that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. There it is. Open-mindedness is the answer to the riddle. To be open-minded not only to God, but to be open-minded to the antithesis of God. To be, um, to be alert and to be sober because evil and the devil prowls around like a predator looking for some soul to devour. And it just might be yours. And I'll tell you, the, the souls that, that evil wants to consume are the souls of belligerent denial. There it is. People who are narrow-minded, not open-minded. They can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance. Or belligerent denial. Yeah, there it is. Whew. And there's something about, um, 
you know, we have a whole lifetime of practice uh, playing God and being selfish and self-centered. You know, by the way, we're all born survivalists, so don't be too hard on yourself if you or your loved one <clears throat> is a selfish, self-centered taker, because we are all born that way. So take it easy, first of all. There you go. That's one of the solutions. That's one of the answers to, to being able to, to live with unresolved difficulties, to be able to live with, with evil that surrounds us and to be able to leave, live with the evil <clears throat> that exists within others and to be open-minded to it and to come out of denial. And the answer to overcoming denial is awareness, right? The antithesis of denial is awareness. <clears throat> so if we're going to be aware of something called God shots, let's be aware of something called the antithesis of God shots. What do you want to call it? Evil shots? Bad luck? Bad karma? Bad choices? Being in the wrong place at the wrong time? Is that what you want to, is that what you want to call it? You don't want to call it evil, do you? You don't want to call it Satan. You don't want to call it the devil. And that's just where this negative paranormal energy wants you to be in a state of belligerent denial. Why? Because the more we deny the existence of the devil, the less relevant and abstract the, the meaning of God becomes. There it is. And see, the devil wants us to be distracted. Ha <laughs> ha. Lights, camera, action, right? And the more we can be distracted, the more we don't have to really focus on the existence of evil and the devil. And the more we don't have to focus on the existence of evil and the devil, the more abstract and irrelevant God becomes. <clears throat> Actually, we are fooling ourselves. <laughs> For deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. But it, that's God, may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things. But in some form or other, it is there. What is it? It is God. But something wants to obscure us from God. God's knocking at the door, man. And something's keeping us from opening up that door and letting him in. And, and it's calamity. And it's pomp, it's ego, it's pride. It's worship of, of him or worship of her or worship of it. It's, it's being distracted. Mm. You know, be alert and of sober mind because the devil prowls around by somebody who's distracted, not paying attention. Oh, yeah. <sighs> there it is. Take a deep breath. Come on. It's okay. Um, it's very difficult, <clears throat> especially for people who have had faith of one form or another and who have lost it. And God really let you down, didn't he? Really, would God do this to a child or to a person? Or would God let evil um, happen? <clears throat> I don't believe necessarily, I don't want to get philosophical, but I'm not sure that God allows evil to happen. I think, I think people have, have, have choices, and we set ourselves up. You know, we're, you know, I do believe that evil can tempt us and can bait us and can tempt us, can tempt us, can test us.
can lead us into temptation and, to, and deliver us right into the hands of evil. There it is. But we don't want to talk about that, do we? Yeah. Just relax. I'll tell you the solution is, is at the bottom. <clears throat> Something interesting happens at the bottom when uh, we've hit the last, last stop on the bus line, so to speak, the bus line of life, you know, when we've really hit bottom and we're busted, disgusted, and untrusted, you know. There it is. Nobody's taking our call. Nobody wants anything to do with our disgusting selves. <clears throat> it's like we have a people repellent. People stay away from us. It's at the bottom where we contemplate homicide or suicide or just ending it all. You know, There it is, the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life. And hell, if I'm going to take me out, I might as well take you out, right? There it is. Something miraculous happens, though, at the bottom. We become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. Yeah. It doesn't last very long. <clears throat> but something happens at the bottom when we become as open-minded to conviction. Conviction to what? That means commitment. That type of conviction. Commitment to what? Commitment to listening to God and being aware of of God and being aware of right and wrong and being aware of good and evil and being aware of the light versus the darkness. We get out of the gray area, okay? The switch is either on or off. There ain't no gray area. Ain't no dimmer switch on your soul, all right? You know, you're either on the beam or you're off the beam. You are either God conscious or you're self conscious. You are either God centered or you're self centered, okay? Ain't no special blend. But something, some evil something, wants you to think that there is. A little special blend. Remember? A little, a little, a little anger is okay. Dispense properly and get you where you want to be. A little lust is good. Um, a little greed. Come on, man. Save it up for a rainy day. You can justify this all day long. The nice part about cleaning house and 12-step program, man, is you, you move out of this gray area called justification, self-justification, reason. You know, give yourself all these lame excuses. We get, we get something called honest, man. You know what's nice about one of, the, one of the fruits of the fourth step in the 12-step method of recovery is I was able to discern once and for all right from wrong. The seven deadly sins, man, were laid right out there for me. Greed, lust, anger, sloth, gluttony, pride. You name it, man. Oh, envy. Oh, envy. Ooh, envy. Hey, none of that's good. I always thought it was good. I grew up with a kind of a distorted set of values, I guess. And um, now, you know, you get right size, man, in, in the 12-step program. Or any program, if you get God-centered and, and get out of self-centeredness, right? There it is. But see, but the God, you know, the, God wants us to, to have a clear recognition of who we are and what he wants us to become, right? We understand that our real purpose is to serve God and those about us at the very end of the day. The devil and evil wants you to keep, keep he wants to keep you to become the bewildered one. <clears throat> the devil, evil, negative energy, whatever you want to call it, the fallen angel, all right? It doesn't want you to serve God. It wants you to serve self. 
It doesn't want you to be a reflection of God's glory. It wants you to be a sponge of God's glory, of glory that's due God, ain't do you. But something's going to tell you, oh, I need that glory. I need all this attention. There it is. Something beautiful happens at the bottom, baby. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Yeah, we suffer. And when we suffer, man, we, we get something called discipline. God disciplines us as, as a way. Only God, a God of our understanding, once we become open-minded to his existence, because we can understand that the devil is not at the center of faith, but the devil is indispensable to understanding the mysteries of faith. And God is relevant when we understand that, that these things that obscure us from God are evil. And just say it and admit it. And it's beautiful, you know, newcomers, if you're having trouble getting out of that rut, <clears throat> just you're vulnerable right now. You've emptied your vessel and you haven't filled it with good stuff yet and just hang in there and you just keep chipping away at it. The name of the game is to stay away from shame. Don't you fall into shame, man. You pick yourself right back up and you, you dust yourself off, man, and you stay disciplined. It's, it's progress, not perfection is what we claim. You better believe that's the point. Our point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. And that's where God wants us to be. Wants to discipline us so we become obedient. Obedient to what? Obedient to God's will. <clears throat> I got a great example of what God's will is for me. God's will for Toby C. is maybe just to get along with my fellow man today. To be chill, to be peace, to be at peace. Love and tolerance of of my fellow man is my my code, my credo for today. How about that? And I'll tell you, when I when I practice these things called principles, spiritual in their nature, I swear to God, man, I stand a better chance of of getting along with my fellow man today, and that's where God wants me to be. See, when I get along with my fellow man, it's a way of getting along with God. Ha <laughs> ha. Isn't that beautiful? When I get along with my fellow man, it's a way of getting along with the God of my understanding and the God who I discovered when I finally put my hand in the hand of another man and paid attention and got on the beam. Yeah. Whew. Take a deep breath. When we come back, man, we're going to do something called the imagination exercises. You're going to love it here as we wrap up our, our hour on overcoming evil on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now on iHub Radio. All right, take a deep breath. Wow, what an hour talking about overcoming evil. Of course, we understand that there is no such thing as overcoming evil. But there is something called living with unresolved difficulties. And those difficulties include uh, evil that exists in the world around us and the evil perhaps that exists within us that we just can't seem to, 
to get. You know, unless we work on the the elimination of the worst of these character defects, sobriety will still elude us. So, so even though we do clean house, many of us, there are certain defects of character, certain insecurities that still um, we hang on to. And uh, sobriety, real true freedom still eludes us. And isn't that where the devil or evil or some negative paranormal energy wants to keep us? Wants to keep us in the state of, of absolute uh, uh, uncertainty and bewilderment and confusion. Oh, boy. You know, I love this part of our show. We talk, this, I call this the imagination exercises. And uh, I'm going to dedicate uh, this this particular segment of the imagination exercise is to imagining that uh, that you're now aware of evil. Imagine that um, that this entire time you thought that you just didn't have the um, the 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 constitution or the uh, the wherewithal, the disposition to to overcome your addiction or or your self-destructive extreme behavior. But now imagine that <clears throat> that there was something that was really blocking you off from, from God's assistance, you know? And you, were, you couldn't place God first because you were too distracted with, with denial. You're too distracted with, um, with pomp and with, with uh, calamity and with, with worship of other things, remember? And now that all these distractions have been lifted, I want you to imagine that, um, that you're ready to answer the door now and let God into your life. Can you imagine that? You know, if you've been struggling now, just imagine that um, God's always answered your, He's always answered your screams for God help me. Remember those? Remember those? Oh God, if you get me out of this one. He always answered those, those cries for help. But imagine that maybe, just maybe, that you failed to let him in. Yeah. And imagine this time now, you're going to let him in. You're going to open your mind to the, to the existence of evil in order to fundamentally and profoundly understand the relevance of God and the importance of God and how important it is to try. You know, we're not good at it. We have a lifetime of placing ourselves first, right? Lifetime of practice. But we're going to try to place God first. And I don't know about you. <sighs> Toby C. does not have a direct connect with God. But I do have a direct connect with my fellow man. And I've experienced that when I, when I place the interest of my fellow man first, it's a way of placing God first. So I want you to imagine that, that, that now you're going to view your fellow man or woman as a triangulation to honoring God finally. You're going to honor your commitment with God you're going to try to place God first. It's called practicing humility. You're going to hear the H word an awful lot in recovery. Oh, my goodness, especially when you get to step seven. Every other word is humility. Keep it simple, man. Humility is simply putting God first. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm not really good at, 
at, um, at humility. But I try to put God first. It's called practicing humility. And the way I try to put God first is I try to put the well-being of others first. And you can too. There it is. You can start right now today by picking up the phone and, and checking up on somebody and saying, God, I haven't talked to you in a while. How, how are you? Or take them out to take them out to for a coffee and, and spend the entire hour just talking about them. Focus all your your attention on them. It's called putting God first. See, by refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of his help. But now you're going to you've got you've got a really good tool now at your at your disposal. Anytime you want to do it, you can try to place the well-being of others first. And the beautiful part about it, and, and, and in doing so, by the way, it's biblical. I read in some book called The Bible that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, and all good things will come unto you. So it's kind of the same. They kind of had it written in the big book that... Uh, that you know, if you know, by refusing to place God first, we deprive ourselves of His help. And I swear to God, man, if you, if you just try, remember, it's progress, not perfection. There, there, there will always be something that will depart us from the perfection of God. But just, 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 no matter how often and severe and 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 painfully you stumble, just get back up and dust yourself off. You know why? And here it comes. I want you to imagine that you're going to be a sponsor. Yeah. I want you to imagine that the most spiritual thing you can do with trying to live and exist with evil in the world about us is to pay attention to another suffering soul. The devil doesn't want you to pay another attention to anybody. The devil wants you to pay attention to you. Uh, and you know what's going to be nice is because you have recovered and you've obtained a clear recognition of who you are and, and what God wants you to become, you're going to be uniquely helpful to another suffering soul, another, another drunk or another junkie or whatever your specialty is. You're going to speak a certain lingo. You know, it's a legacy of suffering and of recovery that's, that's easily passed along from one alcoholic to another or one junkie to another. We speak a certain lingo. Can you imagine that you are going to become a sponsor and you're going to witness somebody recovering and life will take on new meaning. You're going to watch others recover and see them help others and watch loneliness vanish. And you're going to watch the miracle of recovery and somebody who was supposed to die or never get better. And you're going to know deep down in your heart that you had something to do with that. Can you imagine that? And that's where God wants you to be, baby. Yeah. You don't overcome evil, man. You just become acutely aware of it and you stay away from it. And you watch where you step. Step on a crack, bake your mother's back. Hey, hope you've enjoyed this hour with me, Toby C. In this moment, and our special subject today was overcoming evil, if there is such a thing. So God bless. Until next time, thanks for checking in and and until until then, till we meet again, God bless. Toby C. In this moment, over and out.
If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com.